a Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxis Tires and Alpine Stars Protects on RacerXOnline.com. With your continued support of our sponsors, we have surpassed 1,000 podcasts delivered with over 7 million downloads. Click that Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out and donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Racer X Podcast. This is the Muddy Creek Review. Thank you for listening. Appreciate it. Flyracing.com. Please check them out on the web. Blake Baggett, Weston Pike, Zach Osborne, all running fly racing out there. And uh, the F2 carbon helmet with MIPS straight off the shelf, right onto the riders' heads uh, each and every week. Uh, These guys are running the helmets that you can buy at the dealer. Please check them out. Check out everything they've got. The sector boots as well. And uh, much, much, uh, a lot of cool stuff from flyracing.com. Mountain bikes now, too. It's June, so if you're into mountain biking, check out the whole line that Fly Racing offers from shoes to socks to jerseys to shorts. They've got it handled at Fly Racing. Also, too, thanks to Alpine Stars from the A4 chest protector to the Tech 10 boots. That's a benchmark boot in moto. To the Tech 7s, which are a boot of my my choice of boot. doesn't have the booty in it. Uh, check out Alpine Stars Protect. Uh, they are in the business to protect riders, and uh, that's what they do. And they do a great job with the Alpine Star Medical Center, too. That's at every Supercross and Motocross. Alpine Stars Protects and... Max's Tires, uh, Ryan Sipes using the new MXS T-Tire out at uh, Muddy Creek on the 125. He actually pulled a decent start with the tire, too, so it must be good. Developed by Jeremy McGrath. To, to learn more, visit Maxxis.com. Uh, High-quality tires for your car, light truck, trailer, ATV, mountain bike, and much more. Thanks to Maxis, Alpine Stars, and most of all, thanks to Fly Racing. All right, let's get into Muddy Creek with um, one guy who wasn't there and one guy who was. And uh, we'll get right into this. First up, the voice of Muddy Creek, the voice of Flat Track, the voice of the Nationals, the voice of Loretta's, the voice of Quad Racing, the voice of GNCCs. He is Jason Wygant. Yeah. What's up, Weege? It was a really good weekend. Maybe not having you guys there, maybe that improves the, the uh, general situation. I'm not sure. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> it, was, it was good, though, huh? Um, yeah. It was good. Uh, g- good to hear. Good to hear. Also on the line from Fly Racing. Uh, he wasn't there either, along with me. Jason Thomas, what's up, JT? Not too much. Just uh, ready to get into this. Had some unfortunate incidents, but, uh, you know, good racing otherwise. Uh, Weege, how was the crowd uh, at Muddy Creek? No secret, they haven't been as good as the inaugural year. Uh, how was it this year? Yeah, I really don't know. Um, I never go. I never get to go outside past about 1230. Um, I mean, it seemed okay to me, but then some of our friends today were texting us saying the crowd was bad, so... That's all I got to go on. Yeah. But it seems dumb, but I'm actually the worst person to ask about crowd size because I'm inside for five hours straight. Well, when you do your stand-up for the – I guess those are done earlier, huh, the stand-ups? Well, no, we were doing one at about 1230 this time. It looked it looked normal to okay. me from where I was standing, right. but um. that doesn't say a lot. This track is um, – it's, 
you know what's weird about this track? It's the small track. It's the tight track. But the spectators are super spread out. Yeah. And there's like two distinct hillsides, and that is the longest pit area like in the world. The pits go on for what feels like two miles. Yeah. So I think it really spreads the crowd out a lot. I'm not using it as an excuse. Like maybe the crowd sucked. I don't know. But uh, it does. I was walking around on press day, and I'm like, do I want to stand all the way here or all the way over here? It's not condensed like a lot of these other tracks. Like, this is the place to go. Yeah, if you're a truck that's pitted at the far end, you are deep in Tennessee. Deep, deep, deep Tennessee. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, All right, uh, and uh, yeah, I wasn't there either. I took the weekend off. Flights are expensive to get to Muddy Creek, and it's kind of a pain in the ass. I, I don't know. I've skipped it the last few years. Maybe I need to... Go back, you know, and, and make another race, the one that I miss. I don't know. I'll be at the rest of them. But for some reason, Muddy Creek always is the one that I I just don't go to. I don't know. Bro, you need to just, you need to just fly to Charlotte and just drive. That's becoming the new thing that people are doing. That's five hours, right? No, it's three. Oh, okay. All right. I thought it was. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, because I, I do the Knoxville. I've done Knoxville. So, I, yeah, and someone was flying. Shane McElrath was flying out of Asheville, North Carolina, which I didn't even know had an airport. It's a cool town, but I didn't know it had an airport. That's the, another option. That's probably an hour and a half. And I'm very jealous of the people that fly out of Tri-Cities because it is literally right there. It is right yeah, there. Yeah, it's like a mile. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, yep. anyways, uh, all right, let's get into this. So um, we got to do the word of the day. Also, uh, nice job on the post-race show on Racer X. We each, everybody should go online and check it out. Uh, you do a beer bong out of an exhaust pipe. Yep, and it had A-Ray. So, really, what more could you ask for? Right, right. A-Ray, is A-Ray and a beer bomb. <laughs> he is back on the island, too, also. Um, all right, let's start 250s, right? We always start 450s. There isn't much going on with two 450s, and and, and let's start 250s first. Uh, and um, bummer for, for Geico Honda and Jeremy Martin. He wins the first moto. He cuts that 20-point deficit down to seven, just like that. Uh, great ride for J-Mart. And uh, looked terrific. And then first lap, second moto, uh, jumps onto the back of Justin Cooper. They both go down. Now he has an L1 burst that needs surgery in his back. And uh, full recovery expected. But uh, well, we lost Osborne. We lost J-Mart. Um, so uh, bummer deal, JT, for, for Jeremy and for the team. Yeah, that's pretty rough. I mean, we've lost you know the two guys that we consider to be the, the clear-cut favorites for this title. And, uh, yeah, it's never a good thing. It's, you know, obviously horrific for J. Martin and his team, but it's bad for bad for everybody, bad for the spectators and just the interest um, yeah. level. So hate to see it. I'm glad, you know, it looked really scary uh, from our perspective on TV. So I guess uh, from what could have been much worse, you know, you're thankful that he is expected to make a full recovery and, uh, you know, they're saying a, a few months. Um, but man, I, it was scary there for a little bit. Um, Weed, you sent us a Facebook video of it, and I watched that. That yeah, because you guys didn't get it good on camera. You got the helmet cam, but you didn't really get it on the TV show. Or did you find it later? I didn't miss it. No, right? no, we yeah. didn't have it. It yeah. was unfortunate. Like, um, you know, I was watching him come out of the corner before it, and you saw him on the inside, and then we cut to the next shot. Yeah, and then. So, you know, we cut five seconds earlier. It's like you usually cut the camera, like, as they crest the jump because the jump blocks your view. So that was it. Like, once the leader got to that jump, we go to the next camera, and it's gone. So we didn't have it. And then I did see some literally rando fan who just happened to be at that turn before the finish. Yeah. was, like, shooting video on their iPhone, and I was on Facebook last night not even looking for it. And, dude, the problem was that he goes flying, and then, dude, he – I don't know what he hit, like, when he landed. I guess it was kind of like – 
a berm or an embankment on the side of the track, but he just stopped. Like, there was no rolling. I mean, you saw it, Steve. He goes from, like, yep. 30 miles an hour to zero. Just gets thrown over. And just, and yeah. Um, yeah. No rolling. Well... Yeah, it's uh, a real bummer for, for, for Jeremy in the series. Aaron Plessinger, uh, somehow Aaron Plessinger uh, kept his lead, even though uh, you would think it would have been a bigger lead. He didn't have a great day. But now we have two. Now we have two. And you know, you know who could get this title. Do either one of you know who could get this title right this year? It is working out perfectly. Unfortunately, the family is affected in this chase. Blessinger? But you know who can get this thing. Blessinger. Well, he can obviously. He's got the red plate. Alex Martin, your 2018 national champion. How does that sound, Wygant? Suck on that for a little bit. Look, this has officially turned into, I think, one of the craziest championship seasons ever. We've seen lots of great, close title battles in the 250 class. Probably half of them over the course of history have been great. That's, that's a lot. In like 50 years of this, there's probably been 25 really gnarly battles. But I don't know if we've seen one that's quite this. This has almost taken on ridiculousness now. It's not like, oh, there's two guys that are so elite, Townley and Villapoto going at it every week. This is like the exact opposite. It's like everyone is screwing it up. You are correct. Osborne and J-Mark going out only helps Amart's chances. But Amart, what the hell? These last four motos, he'd have the points lead easily by now. Dude, he is turning. What the hell? He's, he's the new Travis Pastrana. He, <laughs> he easily had it. I don't understand what's going on with him. He crashed at high point. He crashed this weekend. He, he, he had that moto one. He would have got sacked. He would have went 2-1 for the overall. Like, yeah, we got to fix that part. We got to fix that part ASAP. But uh, that's what I'm saying. I understand that many of the contenders are going down, but you got your own troll train problems you got to deal with. Yeah, you're right. You're, you got you got a point. Something has happened to the troll train. Uh, we've taken on a, a a busted connecting rod or a piston's gone bad. Something's happened to the train because it's so unlike Alex to 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 do this. And yeah, I don't know. I was texting with him yesterday about Jeremy and then about his race too, and he's like. He's like, I don't know what's going on, <laughs> but yeah, but hey, look, I mean, uh, 29 points back, like Justin Coop, Justin Cooper's been having a great year, but he's 30, he's 41 back. I mean, it's gotta be, I think we need to adjust what we think of as the typical math, um, in this series. We, we can no longer think of, you gotta be within 10 or 15 points. And that means you're in it. I mean, how is it possible that, that J-Mart season ends in a moto and doesn't even make one lap, and Plessinger barely gained any points on him even in that weekend? Puts three points he on him. three points. <laughs> right, he gained right. three points. Yeah. So this is what you're dealing with. Like, if any of these guys could do anything, like, what's up this Plessinger thing? So what does he have, a sixth and a seventh sandwiched around two one-ones? Yeah. I know that this has been the book on him, but I really thought he would – be better than that, but he's doing exactly what he always does, which is win one weekend and then the next weekend you're like WTF. Yeah. What do you think <laughs> so of the whole? Weird. What do you think of the whole title chase, JT? <clears throat> well, it's like to this point, who wants to win it, right? Um, obviously, injuries are a bummer. You know, it's not like these guys are trying to give it away, but it's becoming a war of attrition. You know, and uh, <clears throat> it's not 
like Plessinger's had a great track record of, of outdoor consistency either. So I think he's done a great job even coming off of a 9-5 weekend, which wasn't, you know, anything near what I'm sure he was hoping for. Uh, you know, he's got to continue to manage the bad days like he is um, because <laughs> the contenders are, are, you know, falling by the wayside. So, <clears throat> man, it's you know, crazy. I would, have never, I would have never thought we'd be looking at this scenario, you know, before halfway. You know who's got to be kicking himself is Joey Savacci. I mean, the old Joey Savacci, who got second, I think, twice, or second and a third, and is well, usually I mean, counted on. Not, not all of it's been his fault, though, you know? No, 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 no. But yeah. one moto, uh, twenty add 25 to his points, he's still, right. he is only still six in the points. But this is so set up for a guy like Joey, who's been consistently really good for a number of years. But uh, I still, I don't know what's going on with the troll train, so I like Aaron to take this thing home. And just get better, uh, JT. Do you agree? You've got to say yes. I mean, you get you spot him, whatever it is, twenty five points or whatever his lead is. Um, it's even more to that to Amart, I guess. Um, and then you look at his rides like High Point, which you know there will be more of, especially with the you know the field losing two of the contenders. But yeah, barring injury, which. I, <laughs> I say barring injury, but I don't even feel like you can do that with what we've seen this year. But yeah, sure. If you're betting, you know, odds in Vegas, you've got to say that Plessinger's a huge favorite at this point. At some, I, I don't know if I go huge. You uh, have to with the with the uh, points lead he's got, and then what well, we just saw, I mean, we just saw Jmart knock twenty down to seven in one moto. But, I, but what I'm saying is, you know that Plessinger is capable of rides like High Point, right? No, no, huge. So, I'm, I'm not going there. Not going huge. Nope. Okay, well, you don't, you don't have to. I'm just telling you that's what it would be. Um, yeah, we I don't think you can count on anything at this point. That's, that's well, why I wouldn't go huge either, because at this point, it's like yeah. all, all bets are off. And I know that you can't say what if for Justin Cooper, because if Cooper had not crashed, then J-Mart wouldn't have crashed, and J-Mart wouldn't be hurt right now. So you can't separate those two incidents. But honestly, after Justin Cooper got second in the first moto, and I looked – I think he'd actually passed Amart in points at that point. Um, he's only like 10 behind Amart going in, and Amart got a 12th. Wow. I'm like, wait a minute. This dude is improving rapidly, and we're not even in the halfway point. Like, if he starts winning and these other guys continue to be inconsistent, like Justin Cooper is not out of this, but then he went down too. But, but it just, to me, gives an idea of, like, dudes you weren't even thinking about as title contenders could potentially be contenders because this is so nuts. I- I don't know what's going on with, with Troll though. I don't know what's happening. Like I, he, <laughs> what is he? What's going on with him? Like, what, why is he doing this? Why is he crashing? You've got to hold on. A, hold on a second. What's happening? With, with, with Plessinger, you've got a guy who's won four motos already, and you're going to spot him 29 points over Amart. How is, how could he not be a huge favorite? I don't I don't get that. Because he just had 20 on J-Mart and lost 13 in one moto. Well, J-Mart's finished for the season, yeah. so all we can go off of is what we're looking at moving and, forward. And Alex Martin was minutes away from going, you know, 2-1 on the day. Well, there's yeah, that's why there's 30-plus-2, though. I, I, I'm not saying you're wrong. I just would completely disagree. If this were – if an odds maker were laying odds on this, with a 29-point lead and a guy who's won two national straight-up versus Amart, who has not 
basically he, he hasn't done stuff like that. He hasn't gone on and just won, went out and won in nationals running away. He's had a tough time finishing series. And then you've got Justin Cooper behind him, who's basically a rookie and, and has no experience in this situation. I think you guys you know are crazy yeah. if you don't think you yeah. would be a huge You know what? You've never, you've never been there on the train, and you never will be on the train. And we're never going to let you on the train. Because you've never backed us. I like I don't like you've train never, travel is, is really outdated. You've I'm never backed us guy. from day one. You've not backed us. And so what else do we expect, Wygant? This is what we expect. I, I don't, don't count me in on the Wii. Don't count me in on the Wii. I was always skeptical of Troll Train. I mean, Troll Train's good. I cannot believe this has turned into. This is a year ago now. You guys have been battling over Plessinger versus Troll since 2017. And here we are in 2018. And now we're down to those two battling for the title. And, and we've been changing the name of not, Go ahead. For me to not be on the Troll Train, that has to mean that I don't think he's going to win the national championship. That's what you consider not being on the Troll Train. Okay. All right. Yeah. No. Well, just the, All right. the total lack of faith, the whole thing, your whole little speech there before we each spoke just indicated to me that, once again, something something happened with Alex Martin personally-wise oh, with you. Go. Something happened. He used to be a fly guy, but he left. Here we go. Something happened oh, yeah, this, because – The very personal attack I'm making here, yeah. Yeah. Here yeah. we go. Yeah, no, it's personal. data against the troll train. Yeah. No, it is. It's no, personal. You're out of control. You're it's, out of control. <laughs> never, never Look, been. There. I don't want to give you credit, Steve, but I feel like you've already won because I feel like the real campaign for Troll Train is not necessarily the number one plate. It's to prove to the world that the Troll Train is relevant. That you can take all your rookies and your superstar amateur kids and your guys that have won all these races and titles and all these mega talents, throw them all in there. And look who's right in the mix with them week in and week out. That's the only point I feel you're really trying to prove. You're not saying he's the best, or he will be the no, champion. No, he is. He is because yes. he said if yes. if I don't go along with oh. the national champion, then I'm off. Oh. No, no, no. That's <laughs> that's what you just said. No, the whole thing, your whole speech, like you're just you're discounting him. You're writing him off. You're just. I'm like, not writing him off. Yeah. I just said he's not the favorite. He's never, he's never won for He's never gone on a moto streak like Plessinger. He's never done that. He's never done what Aaron's done. He's never been there. He's never, like, you know, like all of that. That was about laying odds. That was all about laying odds. All of that. It's oh, just, my just, God. It's just garbage. Oh, my God, you guys. Well, listen, it, it, we should have went 2-1 yesterday, and, and it sucks. I don't know what's going on. I'm, I, I, we need to have a talk with, with Amart ASAP because it's not, uh, it's very <laughs> unlike us to do that. But, um, hey, so. Let's talk about the winner of the race, though. Um, Shane McElrath was going to win with a 3-5. He was going to win the overall with a 3-5, why get? Well, before that, Troll Train was going to win with a 12-1. Oh, he would have won? I didn't know that. At the beginning of the moto, McElrath got a terrible start. McElrath was, like, not even in the top ten early. At the first five or ten minutes, oh, that's and fine. we said yeah, That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Oh, tw- so twelve one for the overall. That's just the way you do. That's just the way you, no, you guys but, do things. No, but that if that's in the first five minutes, then I'm not even. You know, I'm not even. But, okay. Well, but, at one point the math. Look, the math said that at one point. That's all I can tell you. Twelve one for the overall. Yeah. <laughs> now I know that everyone knows. I mean, when you're dealing with Shane McElrath outdoors, you know the charge is coming, just like Tomac. You just know that you just got to give the, the the Shane train a chance to get steaming. Who knew that was coming? Like, he, I know it was, what did he go, 3-3 three, three or 3-2? Three, 3-2. Two? Three, two. Three, two. Right. Even the 3-5, though, 
Like, I know it was a crazy day, but he earned it. Like, he passed a lot of dudes. Like, he rode off. Yeah, yeah. Where did this come from? Well, it's his home track. He, yep. he's been, he's, he qualified really well, the best he's been all year. Yep. Um, yeah, yeah, like. Uh, he talked a lot about bike setup. I know that you don't like that. Oh, but boy. he talked a lot about bike setup all weekend long. Bike oh, setup's boy. a lot better. Okay. Setup. Well, whatever. Bike uh, setup. Good job for Shane McElrath for, to get the win. And I didn't realize that was his first overall. Uh, it's the team's first overall. Wow. The team has never won you thought, an overall. Yeah, you would have thought Alex would have got one. Yeah, you would have. Oh. Yeah, you would have. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> wow. I did not know that. I, 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 geez, if, I guess, did McElroth win a moto before? I don't think so. Oh. Huh. That better. Tyler, results are his, I don't know if he's better at Supercross, but his results certainly have been right. better. I know all four of the Troy Lee guys were in the top ten at one point. Uh, in second moto, that was yeah, good. Yeah, Smith's been riding well lately, too. Yeah. Um, congrats to TLD, then, uh, for that, and, and McElrath also. Uh, yeah, he, he, he rode well. There's no doubt. He was fast all day. Uh, Dylan Ferrandis did end up winning that second moto. 11-1 for Dylan. Now, again, JT, you just watched it with me on TV, so why can't maybe you know, but then, again, why can't you watch it on TV, too? But uh, <laughs> um, did Ferrandis fall in that first moto at some point? Like, I swear he was, like, 8th, nope. and then he was nope. 16th. And then he got to 11th? No? No, he was like, well, and Weege may know more than I do, but I was watching him because he was on my fantasy, my Pulp fantasy team. Uh, I think he just made a mistake because he definitely didn't crash. He was, okay. the, the highest he was was like 13, and then he went to 16 for some reason, but okay. there's no way you can fall and go from 13 to 16 on the early laps. Okay, so, so just a bad uh, lap yeah, or something. Just, yeah. yeah, I think he just made a mistake or something. But, yeah, it wasn't – I'm not going to say it was a bad ride in the first one, but I watched every lap, all his lap times. He just didn't have – he didn't have that intensity, that pace, you know. And, and he passed he passed Troll Train right at the end of the first moto, but it wasn't the type of ride where you know he was capable of, like we saw in the second moto or the second moto at high point. 19 laps on the day, led by Alex Martin, everybody. 19 laps on the day. 19 out of... Train, you guys, look. I know you guys are going to argue about something every week. 21, but you just got to work... Troll Train's got to work on Troll Train right now. You go to work with Alex. Six these crashes. Four nine, motos in a row. Huge points. Worry about that right now. 19 out of 36 laps led on the day by Alex Martin. Um, so, anyways, Ferrandez won the moto. And, look, look he's not going to win the championship, but I, I'm, I'm pretty high on this guy. Like, uh, he'll be... He's a podium guy, JT, most weekends from here on out. Yeah, I mean, he's legit. You know, he, yep. you look at the experience level of this class, and, uh, I mean, he should be, right? If he comes in 100% healthy before the season, he doesn't get hurt at Atlanta, I think he is, you know, I, I think he's a title contender. I would have put him maybe not right one and two with, with Zach and Jeremy, but I would have put him like a 1B. You give a guy with this much experience and on that equipment and the speed he has, and, yeah, I mean, he he will be in the front if he stays healthy the rest of the year. What happened with Amart's crash there, by the way? Was he trying to, scr- back to, that. Was he trying to scrub there? Like uh, Guy B was over there, Guy B from uh, Schmeidel MX, and uh-huh. um, he had some pictures of it. He said it was just really muddy and crappy in there, and he thinks he just – Oh, hit wow. one of those ruts, okay. one of those muddy ruts. Yeah, that was a bizarre crash. I thought maybe his front wheel locked up or something because yeah. it was so weird. 
Um, yeah. So uh, Chase Sexton told me at High Point that he got a rock in the case. Why, again, you're reporting that that's not the case. Do I need to move Chase Sexton into the I can't trust this kid category? Well, when did you ask him, though? After High Point. Yeah, I don't know. I think um, any time you get a status report on an engine five or ten minutes after an event, I think you just never really know for sure. Okay, I'm just saying. So, I, I, I see. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to give a mulligan on that. Okay. Um, teams really, I feel like, they don't know for sure until they actually take the engine apart. Well, no, but they, so, uh, it wasn't the rock. Yeah. It, was, it was not a rock in the case. No, it was not a rock in the case. I could not find anyone to confirm that it was a rock in the case, so okay. I, don't think that, I don't think that was the case. Okay. Um, I actually think the engine problems they've had, and they had another one with Hampshire in practice, I think they actually are all related. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I think they actually are. But the hope is, well, the hope is that they had them all fixed before this weekend, didn't right. have them in Hampshire. So now the hope is they'll have them all fixed by next weekend. Now, who's coming to ride for, for them at Redbud? You said this in Racerhead. I read this. You, Nobody. You said this. No one. Okay. All right. No one. <laughs> that was a, uh, a, a, bad, well, uh, <clears throat> a bad source, I think the team would uh, say. Okay. All right. The team uh, said it was a bad source. down on that or what? What's that? You hunted some info down on that? I was hunting, yes. I was a hunter right. for info. Yeah. But um, gotcha. according to the team, that was a bad – I had a bad source. Now, this okay. was all, of course, before Jeremy Martin uh, went out. Uh, but I don't think that changes anything. I don't think this rider will be available. Regardless. Um, so Sexton got a podium. Good job for him. 8-4 for third overall, JT. Nice job. 8-4, third overall, everybody. But, hey, podium's yeah, a podium. Yeah, for sure. And this is, you know, I don't know if 8-4 is exactly how we drew it up, but we expected him to be good, right? Or I did anyway. Uh, he's shown a lot of promise. His supercross skills improved a lot. He was in the battle with guys you knew were going to be um, competitive with him as far as if he wanted to be on the podium like he was, he's going to have to be in that mix. And he showed he was able to in Supercross. So I expected outdoors where he has shined a bit more to to be there and it's taken some time and yeah there's been some attrition to allow maybe an 8-4 to to get to the podium but hey maybe this is uh the springboard that he needs to to really be in the mix and and maybe challenge for race wins uh so so savachi as i mentioned goes six seven forkner goes five nine payton running his hands through his hair after the race guaranteed 100 percent. he can't he's got to be going what is going on here Right, Wygant? Yeah, I mean, and this is this is getting worse now only because, uh, okay, so there's all this attrition, all these problems, and they're still not in it. Like, to think that you would end up with this kind of a day and those dudes still didn't even make the podium yeah. is just nutty. Yeah. It's just nutty. These are good riders. And I really thought that that Forkner ride at High Point was going to be like the breakthrough that everybody needed over there. Yeah. I guess kind of like the ensuing moto win that Savachi was going to get in Colorado was, but this is—I just don't understand. I mean, it's not like they have an old bike, or Do you, you know, oh, once we get next year's Cowie, we're going to be way better. I mean, the bike was good last year. There's, Same bike. There's a few riders in the 250 class that I don't think they're happy. They're not happy that Austin Forkner is struggling, but I don't know if he's got a lot of friends, uh, Weege, with a lot of competitors. You know, like I think some guys are like, I'm happy this kid. Is struggling a bit. I don't know. I just get that sense. You know, they're just, they're not stoked on Austin the way he rides, maybe his attitude. I don't really know him at all. I, I barely talked to him, but there's some people being like, oh, yeah, kid, like a little bit of humble pie. I get a sense of that. Do you? Um, 
No, I haven't heard that. I'm not saying you're wrong. I just haven't heard that myself. But the one thing I know that probably does get people mad, he was so good his rookie year. Um, that class is always deep. It's always competitive. There's always a lot of guys. There's not really a pecking order in the 250s. It's like every one of those dudes feels that each weekend this could be my weekend to be the guy. So I feel like when someone like him comes in and does really well and then starts getting all this love and attention, yeah. I think it definitely makes people jealous. So it could just be that, but maybe maybe yeah. there's more. I don't yeah. know. I haven't heard this. Well, Supercross, some of the stuff in Supercross, too. So, Well, that didn't help, but that's a specific. Yeah. Like, he and Osborne, like, I don't know why. would Or did he dirty a bunch of guys? Yeah, I think a lot of people didn't like kind of how he was dirtying some lappers and things like that either, you know? Oh, yeah, um, he did have that crazy incident with the... Uh, uh, Costello, the, uh, yeah, lapper there. Um, uh, Justin Cooper, like we talked about, second the first moto. Good job for him. Cameron McAdoo, thirteen. Wait, that's what I'm saying. What? Like this what? Cooper thing. Like this yeah. is, it's officially a thing. This is, and as good as Sexton has been, like come on, man, this dude's pretty much guaranteed podium material every moto. That's saying a lot. Cooper is doing what Forkner did two years ago. This is yep. awesome, Forkner. Exactly. Yep. Um, yeah. Yep. I JT, those bikes are good. I talked to somebody after Glen Helen, and I said, man, those things look good up the hill, the, the star Yamahas. And they were like, ah, I don't know. I didn't really know. I saw J-Mark blow by a guy and this and that, and I'm like, they're good, man. They're really good. <laughs> and I stand by that. Yeah, and I think that's been the case for a while. Yep. I mean, they've, they've really had, you know, they had a good platform to work from for a few years, which really helps as long as there's no big technological jump where we kind of saw the Honda suffering a bit. I think, you know, you have this great platform where they were clearly the best bike, you know, when J. Martin and Cooper Webb were, were winning titles. I think they had a pretty bit sizable advantage then. And they've been able to refine and improve from there. And, you know, at some point, you'd have to think that advantage will dwindle as, you know, uh, the bikes continue to improve. They'll, they'll have to revamp. But, yeah, for now, they, they seem to – I don't know if they have the, the best bike, but they're right there. They're right on the edge, that's for sure. Weege, I wrote this last week about McAdoo, and he had a good moto, eighth in the second moto. I can't see him coming back to that team next year, right? So this is an audition for him for other teams. The only reason I could see him coming back is because historically they've been pretty patient, A. And B, he really has barely raced. Like, it's not like he's sucked a lot. He's just been hurt so much. So if there's one team that I could see saying, i give the guy one more chance. But that, they've kind of done that before with other guys. But so that puts I wouldn't a, totally rule it out. But that puts a fifth guy all year long. They don't normally do that. Craig, Every single thing is decided. Craig, J-Mart, Hampshire, Sexton. And Lawrence. Oh, well, they have five guys right now. That's what I'm saying. So. Yeah. Okay. Um, so anyways, I, I wouldn't rule it out. They've, they've made that exact type of move many times in the past. Yep. All right. Um, Colt Nichols came back. But I he's got to do better. I forgot to, about. To get to that point. I forgot about Colt Nichols. Kind of. I don't think he was supposed to be back this early. That was crazy. Yeah, he's back. And uh, first moto, 10th place. Good job for Colt Nichols. Um Good job for him. Uh, Dakotas came back, too. Jimmy D got an 11th, or sorry, he got a 12th in the second moto. That might be one of Jimmy D's best ever outdoor finishes, for reals. <laughs> yep. So, um, what did the JGR guys have to say about that, Weege? Anything? Uh, I didn't see them after the race. I talked to him before it. I said he's pretty determined to kind of show that he actually can ride outdoors. You know, he's on the uh, he's on the Seth Rowe. Swanepoel program, so he's definitely trying hard. 
Um, I don't think he was – well, this is not a mystery. I don't think he was in very good shape in previous years. So yeah. he should be much better than we've seen outdoors in the past. Um, yeah, no, good for good for Jimmy D to get get rolling and get started. Like I said, I think that's one of his best finishes, and it's second moto back after months off. Side short and one next week, Southwick, baby. The Ripper, Pat mm-hmm. Pat Barton will be there, and KJ. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Ryan Side one twenty five, and I talked to somebody who talked to him, and he said it was a dumb idea, but. <laughs> <laughs> But twenty five, twenty one for Sipes on the one twenty five. So good job, Ryan. Uh, twenty one is not bad on a one twenty five. So yes, I, and like he got a little tired. I think the second moto, he was up there. He was like seventeenth. Was he? Yeah. Looked pretty. Looked pretty stable. I don't. I don't know. I wouldn't obviously wasn't there, but just watching lap times uh, and just his positioning, he he definitely faded a bit. The second half of the second moto, because it, you know in the early laps, if you're going backwards on a one twenty five, I'd be like, yeah, that's. That's yeah. a pretty tough road to hoe there, but he seemed like he was in a pretty good spot and then kind of lost it towards the end. So I don't know if that was just yeah. the intensity he needed to ride. He just couldn't hold that or what, but you know, it's, it's a pretty uphill climb the whole way, either way. Uh, still did well in Pulp Max Fantasy, though, Weege. Ryan Sipes did. Oh, very important. Yeah. Very important. Yeah. Um, he, was on my team. Yeah, he told me he bought that bike to race those 125 All-Star races, and then the schedule came out. He already had booked himself for other races on each one of those weekends. So he's like, well, I guess I'm just going to have to race a regular 250 National on it. Well, yeah. you believe I picked him, Steve? I picked him on my team. You did? Okay, good. Bold. Bold move. Yeah, bold move. But he got some points, yeah. Um, he did. Yeah, he did all right. Uh, using new Maxxis MXST tire, too, by the way. Um, speaking of tires, uh, Randy Richardson from Michelin was there. Wygan gave you a set of gear. That's just epic, a set of fly racing stuff. Just epic. Yes, the uh, Justin Brayton colorway that uh, yep. flew high above the rest of the field at w- Daytona. When uh, when wow. when we saw uh, an announcer for an event in in public hug the winner, that's what we saw, the, the, the announcer. So this would be like Bob Costas just hugging. You know the uh, um, Aaron Judge after he wins the World Series, just yeah, that that would be that's really unprofessional. <laughs> it is. That's it was really very, unprofessional. Very unprofessional. That. Right. Especially, especially if they knew that the cameras were on the podium and this would be seen by mm-hmm. everyone on television. Yeah. Really shouldn't do that. No. I wouldn't recommend it, kids. No. Uh, but the gear looks so good. Maybe that announcer just couldn't resist uh, that great fly racing gear. And then the real kicker, the butt patch, El Chipacabra. I got the El Chipacabra <laughs> butt patch, which is brilliant. Now, I know Randy wanted the day to debut this on the Pulp Show one week when Randy and I were planning on being in your studio together. Yeah. But this worked out better because we actually got to go over to Baggett's and yeah. show him. Right. Can you just imagine Tom Baggett's reaction to this? Oh, Tom would have loved it. Blake, oh, he loved it. Blake, I'm not so sure about because he had his mouth guard and no system on in the, in the photo, but uh, Tom would have loved it, yes. Yeah, Blake was kind of into it, but Tom was just absolutely beside himself. He just thought it was the greatest thing ever. <laughs> yeah, he just thought it was the greatest thing ever. And then he showed us videos of how the El Chupacaba Ranch is now being used for Florida State SWAT tactical training. And he showed us photos of, like, these military, blue-painted military police vehicles. Really? And full riot gear training at the facility and shooting semi-automatic rifles in the hillsides is great. You can do that? Like, you just rent it out to... I guess, huh? Yeah. Well, I know you can because uh, here where I live, this is the political world we live in now. This 
family went in and bought like this giant old out of business mill and turned it into like a pizza place and like an antique furniture place. So there's this gigantic parking lot that's just not used for anything. So they put a photo on their Facebook page saying, hey, uh, we had the police here. We let them use our parking lot for SWAT training. And then it just turns into a Facebook like, F the police, they're evil. No, police lives matter. No, black lives matter. And it just turns into a huge <laughs> argument. I'm like, so we can't even train police anymore without it turning into a... <laughs> so, sorry, some people probably, half the world probably pissed that the baggots are doing this. Well, I think that's kind of cool. And Why not make some money on it? Just make sure you're not riding. Yeah. Make sure you're not out there pounding motos when there's semi-automatic guns going yes. on. Yes, yes. Um, all right. Uh, what else, JT? Anything else for 250-wise? Uh, you want to shit on uh, Alex some more at all? You want to you want to shit on Shane? No, no. All right, but uh, definitely no shitting on Shane anymore. Wow, national winner, first win for that team. Nineteen laps led. Nineteen laps led. Twelve three finishes. Steve, I think if you would just park it right there, like your whole troll train point was that he would just be in the mix and he could lead laps and he'd be in the battle. But JT is, is correct. You are now turning this into a take-it-or-leave-it title or no title. We can, win the, we can win this title. We can be national champions. We could. Like, it's... For sure you could. Jamar just sliced it from 20 to 7, and we just led both... We, we led 19 laps, and we just gave away wins at 2-1 day, like... This could happen. Are you making, are you making the case for why it won't happen? What's that, JT? Are you, make, are you making the case for why it won't happen? No, I'm just saying this could happen. All right. All right. Anything else, 250-wise, why get? I think, I think I'll go on record. I will go on record and as saying I think he wins Southwick next weekend. Whoa. Wow. Yep. Oh. I, think, I think the troll train wins Southwick. I, no doubt, JT, getting massively, like, Full of regret for those things he said earlier when he lashed out at that. No, no, no regret. I think Plessinger wins the title because I, I think he wins. If it comes down and they're close going into the last round, I think Plessinger goes one-one at Indiana and and puts whatever points back into this he needs. But I do think a track like Southwick, where let's face it, Amart's had great success there already. I think he wins. Hmm. I feel like there should be no gambling allowed. This series is too crazy. This would be a stock where the FCC or whoever it is. What's the security exchange? SEC? Security Exchange yeah. Commission? Yeah, SEC. Yep. They would step in and say there is a hold being placed. No stocks can be bought or sold in this category. It's too unpredictable. It's too out of control. We're very suspicious. When uh, the Liat neck brace first came out, they, had, uh, they were a public company. David Bailey did this video about how it was the greatest thing ever. Because uh, Sipes, actually, it was Sipes that crashed and hurt his neck, and he's like, he should have had one of these on. And this was a stock, you could buy the Liat stock for ser- seriously like nine cents. So me and uh, my buddy Jason Hooper in the office, we bought like, I don't know, ten bucks worth of stock, expecting it to like quintuple. And it like doubled in one day, and then it got shut down. Really? SEC said, yep, these penny stocks, these, these tiny companies, they get very suspicious when something like that happens. They think there's, there's something strange going on. So it literally got held for like five days, you, you just froze. So that's the way I think this class needs to be. It's too crazy. Shouldn't be allowed to do any gambling or buy or sell any stock in this class right now. Too unpredictable. All right. Uh, 
let's move on 450 wise but first uh thanks for, for listening to fly racing racer x podcast presented by maxis and alpine stars listen to this commercial from uh, uh race tech use the code pulpamex18 to save with those guys get your suspension oil changed or revalved or whatever and save some money and then we'll be right back after that to uh talk some 450s from muddy creek Race tech suspension and engines, people. Pulpamex 18 is the code to save. Breaking through the limitations of OEM designs, Race tech specializing high performance suspension, parts, service, and setups, modifying stock suspension components to perform at the highest level. Discover why more top privateers trust Race tech, guys like the HEP Suzuki team, and many more in the pits use Race tech for their suspension and engines mods. Pulpamex 18, you can save using the code. Please check them out, racetech.com. Do it. Maxxis Tires. From your bike to your truck and almost everything with wheels in between, Maxxis Tires will have you hooking up, pulling the whole shot, and beating your competition. One of the world's most trusted tire brands, Maxxis delivers high-quality tire products that perform no matter what the terrain or conditions. If you don't believe me, just ask the king, Jeremy McGrath. And we're back. Fly Racing. Please check them out, flyracing.com. Best gear out there, bro. That's all I got to say for those guys. Uh, Get yourself some gear that Justin Brayton wore when he won Daytona, and you will be in fly in 2019 as well. El Cheaper And hugged. And and, and hugged an announcer in front of everybody. Uh, Flyracing.com. Also, too, thanks to uh, Alpine Stars and Maxxis. Uh, A4 chest protector, the MXST tire from Maxxis. A couple of products that uh, they want to promote and you people should check out. All right, let's go 450s. I guess my number one takeaway is from the last few weeks in 450s is whether it's uh, Roxon at High Point and Baggett at High Point, whether it's Marvin at Muddy Creek First Moto or Eli Second Moto at, at uh, Muddy Creek, not so much, but a little bit. I am shocked, JT, at how fast these guys get into the, into the top ten. Like, I, 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 we can go on and on about the t- class, and we know it's not deep and all that, but these guys... Okay, here's the question. Could Eli Tomac start a lap down? Could he pull out in front of the leader, JT, and get into the top ten? Well, I would, I would assume so, uh, based off of their lapping into the top ten. So, But, but um, he's going to start there. Like, he's going to be right in front of the leader. Yeah, I, th- I think so, because you figure by the time he catches up to the pack, they're going to be completely spaced out, and they're going to be tired, and it's going to be it's going to be really easy to make moves on these guys. I mean, Marvin was down in the second turn, and he was. I was looking for his results in, in his name in the in the timing, and I'm looking like maybe a two laps later, or a lap and a half even, and he was like eleventh. I'm like like I was looking for him, and I'm like, where is he? Where is he? Oh, he's eleventh already. Like, well, have you have you looked have you looked at the lap times? And I don't have it right in front of me, but have you looked at the lap times to see how much faster a lap they're going than say twenty oh, fifth place? Oh, I mean, it's, dude, it's, it's ten or fifteen seconds. It's just you forget about how good these guys are, or, and a little bit of lack of depth. But you know what I mean? It is like Marvin got fifth in Moto One, Baggett last week. You know, so unbelievable. Um. All right, who's there? Somebody drop there? 
Are we both are we both on the line? No, I'm good. Okay. I just got a huge windstorm. I got to move on. <laughs> okay, all right. Like Wyndham? Windstorm? Remember he's Wyndham? At the, he's at the train station trying to board the troll train. Yeah, the old Yamaha ads. Windstorm, right. Wyndham, and Hurricane Hannah. <laughs> Hannah, Terminator. remember Hannah being used to tutor Wyndham and then just quitting? He's just like, I'm, I, I'm not tutoring this guy, Keith. I'm out of here. There's just no way. Okay. When you think of two riders... And similarities. Hannah and Wyndham, I mean, it's basically... <laughs> it's just... Yeah. When you want to think Hurricane 2. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Okay. Uh, so, Tomac wins in overall. His uh, moto streak again. He uh, he doesn't win the second moto, but uh, an amazing ride, JT, by Eli once again. Uh, just crushed the first moto and second moto. I mean, just the way... You know, I mean, Roxon's awesome, and he just... See you later, Kenny. It, it's just... It's amazing. Yeah, it was a great ride. The only question I had about it was the last maybe five laps of the second moto. Was that an intentional backing off of the pace, or did he, did Barsha respond to that? Or he said it was. I'm not 100% sure, yeah. Okay. He said so. So he realized he had the overall and didn't want to do anything stupid and, and backed off the pace? Yeah, he said uh, he got to third. He kind of saw where Barsha was, then Barsha picked it up, which Barsha did, and then he said, all right, I'm not going to get him. So he said he settled. And, yeah, he did go, what, it was like 153, and then suddenly it was like 155, 155, 159. Yeah. So he said, yeah, once he got the overall, he knew. Wow. It just seemed like it seemed like he had all this momentum to go get the Barsha. And I, I remember you saying, Weege, on TV, that he cut it to three seconds maybe. And I'm like, yeah. oh, he's going to get him. Like, he's coming for sure. And then he kind of didn't. I just, yeah, I was – I didn't expect that, I guess. Um, so, you know, for, first, kudos to Barsha for responding to that. Uh, and then it was, you know, I don't know if it was, I guess anytime you don't catch up and pass somebody, it's not going to be ideal. But, you know, if he had the self-awareness that I don't think I can get him just with the pace I have and, and maybe, you know, caution is the better part of hour in this case, then, then good for him. I think that's situations like that are what have uh, kept him from winning titles in the past this, specifically Supercross. Um, so, yeah, it's maybe the the continuation of maturity that we've been watching for Eli. Um, yeah, it was, uh, it was a great ride. Yeah, I was impressed. He, he kind of alluded to – I mean, he started, I think, 20th, and then he was 14th at the end of the first lap. He kind of alluded to that he was already looking – I mean, that, would, that means they're pretty far up the track from him. And I think he was track, already what? looking – Track? Train? What? Track? Train? What? Oh, my God. Train? Stop. Train and track? Train. Yeah, train on the brain. Those guys are pretty far. If he's in 14th and you're talking about the guys that are in first, second, and third, they're pretty far ahead. But I think he was already sizing up where they were and figuring out the math. And maybe it's a little easier these days because you pretty much know that if you're battling for the overall, those are the other three guys you've got to deal with right now. We're kind of still waiting on Baggett. So it's where are Kenny, Barsha, and Marvin, what's going to be the order and who to have to beat? I feel like he actually knew quickly. Uh. Can we talk about Barsha's pass on Pike in the first moto? Did you guys happen to see that? Oh, where he just just, just went underneath. It was like a stew, dude, stew level pass. He just pivoted, just cut yep. underneath him. It was unbelievable. Well, he yeah, it went well one time with Pike, and it went not so well with Marvin. The yeah, other time. Marv probably was a little upset with that. Um. It was good, good ride. Marv, uh, good, good ride. Well, pretended, or either pretended or didn't. He never said who it was. He just said I hit another rider. Oh yeah. Never, okay. never yeah. alluded to who it was. 
Um, yep. Yeah, Barsha wrote good 2-2 on the day. And Weege, it sounds like they're working together for an extension for 19. Not a surprise. We had Barsha on the Pulp Show a little while ago, and I said, well, hey, you know, like you, you're going to keep this going, right? Like Yamaha would want you, and you, you, you know, you're doing well, and the bike is good. And, and he was kind of played it off a little bit. But, yeah, not a surprise to see Weege that you reported that they're kind of working on doing something. Yeah, he says they don't have anything signed, but he really doesn't want to go anywhere else, and they don't want him to go. So you would like to think that that's all that matters. I would imagine that the reason that nothing is on paper yet is because the now I heard it was actually July 1st that Cooper Webb had to wait, could not negotiate with any other team until July 1st. So really, if you're Yamaha, you really can't do anything yet until you know what you're doing with, with yeah. Webb. So I, I would imagine that's why they haven't slid him a contract, but they want to stay together, and it would be pretty stupid for them not to. I wonder if they can. Let's say Webb wants to go back, or they want him back, or can they afford Webb and Barsha? You know what I mean? Like, I wonder if their budgets, and they're not a you know super stacked team by any means, financial-wise. I mean, don't forget, they weren't around for a number of years as a factory unit. I wonder if they have to go either or. And, and that decision could be made because Webb could want to leave. But I almost wonder if they're just like, hey, Webb is gone. We're going to put our big money, quote-unquote, in probably not as much as Webb got, got but we're going to put our money into Barsha, you know? I, I yeah, just, yeah, that's an interesting question because they also re-signed Plessinger. And there's room, you know, bike-wise, because Plessinger is going to be back in the 250s and Supercross. But yeah. uh, money-wise, that's a big chunk of change already. Yeah, Plessinger says he's riding a 450 motocross next year. But I'll be – until that actually happens, the number of 250 riders that have told us that they're move, you know, Zacco like, style? Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So. Do you think he'll be uh, – But you're right. Barsha uh, – Go ahead. Go ahead, JT. Barsha's riding for uh, peanuts this year. He's essentially was on a fill-in deal, if you think about it, when it started. He was oh, yeah. filling in for Millsaps. Yep. He's going to want to get paid. So, uh, yeah, if they got to give Plessinger a big chunk already – and they got to give Webb some money, and they got to give Barsha a lot more. I could see where that would be a problem. But I've asked as many people as I could, and I haven't heard anyone say it is impossible for them to have Barsha and Webb. That doesn't mean they're going to. But I, I even talked to Cooper's agent, and he's like, as far as I know, they could do both. Right. You know. Uh, go ahead, J- JT. Uh, for one, do you think that Plessinger will have to stay down to defend his number one plate next year in, in outdoors? No. Okay. Number two – if if Yamaha did not was not able to pull off the Barsha thing, and it's a money factor, I would ask, who do you guys think is going to step up and pay Barsha a lot? Nobody. Right. That's, that's what I'm getting <laughs> right, at. You're right, making my right. point for me is that right. if Yamaha says, hey, we, we don't have a lot of money to pay you, but we want you, what's he going to flex back with, right? Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, do you think, is he up around 500000 do you think, JT? Is he back to that level or no? Yeah, I mean, I think so. I think so, knowing, you know, I know kind of what the market is right now. Um, be- I still question who's going to be willing to pay that. There are a lot of spots open, and I know Barsha is really good, but at the same time, you look at the the level of guys that are available that will be much cheaper than that, and no. I don't think he has a lot of leverage. He's riding well, which is that's certainly going to help. But, man, he's had so many big money deals that haven't worked out. I think everyone's going to have that in the back of their mind. Is like, man, is is he going to be the same Barsha? Is there going to be the Barsha from the previous years? You know, that's, yeah. that's going to be a factor, I think, on some level. Yeah. Why not? Why wouldn't KTM? Okay, we know that KTM wanted him. 
Some people didn't, but some people did. Mm-hmm. So now that the people at KTM that thought that he could be good again were actually proven correct, why would they not be interested this time? Now there's even more I proof of what they already believed. They, go, I, go ahead. Sorry. I personally don't think that KTM will be willing to spend big bucks. Uh, for one, I think they're going to go after Webb. I think KTM will go after Webb. If they don't get him, I think they know that they have leverage. Uh, most riders in the paddock want to be on a factory KTM. I think it's a really coveted spot. And I think they're going to treat it much like they did with Tickle. It's going to be a very low, if any, dollar deal because they know that they have the leverage with riders right now as far as getting someone on their bike. So I would be shocked if KTM offered Barsha a lot of money. Not to say he won't end up there. I just uh, don't think it would be for very much money. And if I'm Barsha and his guys, I'm just like, you know what? You're absolutely right, JT. Yamaha has leverage, and they know it, and they're probably going to use some of it. But if the deal is fair, his, re- his reemergence this year as a podium guy, I'm taking that. Like, I like this these guys and this bike, and Justin's got a lot of money in the bank. Just take this deal, if it's fair. Yeah, I, I yeah. think so, too. Yeah. I think yeah. you try to get every dollar you can yeah. out of Yamaha. You know, you, you know, you play up the car that you were their saving grace this year, which he was. He absolutely was. I mean, he put him on the podium in Supercross. He's put him on the podium outdoors. He, he's been great for them. Uh, so, yeah, I would try to get that dollar up. And unless there's just something we don't know about, I, I would stay there because anytime you change, whether he thinks KTM is going to be this, you know, great change or not, which I, I, you know, I think he did at one point. That was the bike he told all, you know, everyone basically that he wanted to be on. There's always the element of what if, right? Maybe what if he goes backwards? What if he's it's not quite as good because we've seen, you know, it was the Yamaha JGR and then it was the Suzuki that he needed and that didn't work either. And there's been a lot of searching. So, yeah, I would agree with you. What's yeah. working right now is, is the Yamaha. So why would you want to screw that up? Yeah, I, I, I fully Well, that's ex- what he said. Yeah. yeah that's I fu- what he said. I fully expect him to He doesn't want to yeah. leave. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Kenny gets a couple of hole shots, three, four on the day. Not not quite as good as he was at Lakewood, but I guess he'll take that. Uh, we should you get a chance to talk to him at all? Um, not um, this weekend, but what our uh, pit reporter – um, Will Christian is. She talks to the guys each weekend, and one thing he, he's indicating to her, which is what I was worried about, is, yeah, he can get better on the bike and get in better race shape, but this the thumb injury, which is the real leftover nagging part of this injury, it's not improving, and it's not going to by racing every weekend. So I think we all figured, oh, you give him that week off before a high point, he's going to be 20% better than he was at Lakewood, but that's not really the case. If he takes a day or two off, it gets a little better, but as soon as he rises again, it goes right back to where it was. So many parts are improving, but that part is going to be much longer. So, you know, now we're kind of seeing, I think, maybe a little bit of a plateau. Yeah. I mean, maybe he'll get better eventually, but it's not like give him five more days, like I think we were thinking at the beginning of the season. Right. Uh, Baggett's got to be a bit bummed, uh, JT, with his ride. I mean, again, Tomac just went around him uh, and see you later and, that's not what Blake wants to happen. I mean, he rode fantastic at high point. But, uh, you know, Blake's not going to just sit there and be like, oh, yeah, cool, man, I went 4-5 on the day. It was a distant 4-5. He's got to be a little bummed. Yeah, I think he's been, I think he's been bummed. You know, when he's, when he's had the pace a la Mount Morris, you know, he crashes both starts, and then uh, he, just hasn't, he just hasn't put it all together yet the way I think he wants to. You know, Colorado was, was decent. Uh, but I think it's coming. You know, his pace is really good. He's qualifying top three, qualified first at Mount Morris, as we said. 
But yeah, as far as a yeah. really satisfying day to where he's re, you know maximized his potential, that we just haven't seen it yet. No, been, there's been something missing each and every weekend. Uh, Pike six six, Hill eight seven, Phil seven nine, all to be kind of expected, huh, Weege? Yeah, I don't know. It's and even the XJGR guy is in the same position as the current JGR guys. They're just the next group. Yep. Just the next guys. Yep. Every moto. Yep. Um, there's your, like I was saying with Tomac, he knows the three guys he's going to have to battle, and then maybe Baggett, if Baggett gets it figured out. Then there's the rest, and then the privateers. So, mm-hmm. yeah, nothing shocking there. I mean, this is a good result for Hill, and we were crowing about how awesome it was for Hill to be so much better last week than he was on the 250. But that quickly becomes like normal now. Yeah, yeah, where he is, the seventh overall, sixth overall, that's where I predict he'll be. You know? Yeah, we're no longer like, oh, my God, top 10 and a 450. Right. Now right. it's just like, yep, that's what you expect. Uh, Kyle Cunningham, 10th overall, though. Good job for Kyle, 11-10. Jacob Hayes came back. Uh, qualified really poorly. Do you ever get to find out why? Why can't? Did we ask his agent, Daniel Blair, maybe? Well, I talked to Blair a little bit, who's, uh, yeah, his agent. Is that, practically, is that his agent? Uh, I think so. Seems that way. Yes. Um, anyway, I think he had... Uh, the, the, it's a really a privateer effort. Like I think the bike was pretty much stock. So there's a lot of privateers out there, but there's obviously different levels of what privateer is. Um, so it's his first race. Uh, I, I would assume that there were some, i got to get this bike figured out, right. things he was probably dealing with. Henry Miller, 10th in the first moto. Finally, uh, we see Henry uh, come up there and kind of what we saw last summer. So I think he'll, he didn't have a great second moto. He got a really bad start. Uh, him and... Uh, um, Somebody else. Oh, Harrison were kind of by each other. They both got terrible starts. Um, so he'll get better uh, from from here on out, hopefully, on the Yamaha. Uh, Brandon Shear qualified really well. Good job for Brandon, 15-15. Alex Ray's last the weekend on the factory bike. Didn't go quite as well as he had thought in front of his hometown fans and my Pulp Mix fantasy score. Why can't? But he, he, did, he did seem happy after the race. Hold on here. Hold on. I can't talk about motocross. I need to talk about motocross. I gotta tell my kid to stop talking about motocross so I can talk about motocross. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, uh, he's hoping the Yamaha guys really like him. Uh, that's James Stewart. That's James Stewart. You like James Stewart? What? What's huh? he doing? What? James? James is, James is here? Huh? He found a stew video. He found a stew video. Can you blame the guy? Oh, now we need to get Marty in and we'll be complete for this pod. Yeah, I mean, suddenly he saw a yellow bike. With a number seven on it, and the entire mood in the household changed because that's what it's known to do. I mean, it's like it's like medicine practically. Yeah. It's like Adderall. Yeah. So uh, wow, wow, he went. So uh, yeah, instead of giving him Adderall, I just give him stew videos, and it works. Works well. Uh, they like him. He likes them. I think A Ray's hoping that maybe since Webb and Barsha are based on the East, you know, eventually Webb's going to be back in North Carolina. He's in California right now, but once he starts racing, he'll be on the East. Marshall in Florida. He's hoping to maybe get a tester ride. I think they gave him some bikes. Maybe be a tester. And A-Ray said that maybe he could be a fill for Yamaha. <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't think too many teams would keep a guy on payroll, just have him around. Because the benching thing never really happened, by the way. No. Nobody the benching ever, never happened. The benching never really happened. Although, <laughs> you know, Coy was talking about that. But, uh um, Phil raced a lot, though. Phil did, yeah. Didn't I mean, he raced more than all the full time guys. But the thing is, is Alex has got to make money in Supercross and stuff. Like, I, I, I don't know. I don't see how that works. You know? 
So Well, I guess he would mean he would just do his privateer thing on a Yamaha, and then, you know, yeah. if at round six suddenly they need him, he just jumps up. Oh, yeah, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like that. Uh, yep. That would work, huh, JT? Yeah, I mean, whatever. It doesn't really have any alternatives, so... <laughs> Wow. Okay. Well, I'm just saying, like, if he, unless he wants to go pay his own way to go race outdoors, yeah, that would be a sweet deal to have just in your back pocket, at least. Um. All right. Uh, Heath Harrison had a good first moto, bad second moto. I thought Heath would be better. It's one of his best tracks, home tracks, or whatever. Uh, Jerry Robin raced 450s. Weege. Jerry was. Jerry was there. We eliminated the bike braking on 250Fs, but maybe we didn't because I saw a photo of him pushing the bike back. Oh, God. Jerry is... So, I, would, I would like to offer up a theory. I think outside of Donald Trump, Jerry Robin may cause the American public more strife than any other male on earth. Jerry's going to Jerry. He's going to Jerry. What were the results in the end? He qualified 16th, by the way. Of course. Yeah. His qualification was what we were looking for. His results were 39 39. Oh, right. Jerry's oh. going to Jerry. Oh, he goes, ah. Oh. <laughs> Uh, Jerry's going to Jerry. Any word on what happened? I took a out? screenshot last week. I, I couldn't get cell phone service in the truck last week, but I took a screenshot when at one point I looked at the results screen and there's everyone running and it just says, Robin, out. <laughs> and I, <laughs> the amount of stress that we see on Twitter from Jerry Robin is unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Why would you, but why would you go and pick him for, for Pulp MX Fantasy, JT? Why would anybody? He's so play? tempting. He's so <laughs> tempting. Oh, poor and he's Jerry. Almost, He's almost like the forbidden fruit. Like, you want to be the one that bucks the trend. Is like, you know what? I believed in him, and I timed it right, and Jerry came through. But the problem is that little does that person know Jerry doesn't come through. It doesn't happen ever. Someone tweeted me, and I don't even know if these are right, but they said that he's raced. Oh, I can't even remember. The, he had his stats on how many races he has not finished as a pro and how many he's entered, and it's skewed heavily. To never finishing the race, the one number ones he's entered. Uh, <laughs> our guy Chase Stallow, who is uh, King Chase at Racer X, our boss at Racer X. Our boss. He yep. said he fell for it this weekend, didn't he? Yeah, he took he took Jerry. Yep. Yep, he took Jerry. He knows he knows all about Jerry. <laughs> he knows all about it. He's well, well, well informed, and still, and still could not still, help himself. It still took him. The guy is such a good rider. And he's so talented, and he can he can honestly go really fast. But I don't know what it is. I don't know what happens. Uh, there was a Supercross this year where I swear to you, he just pulled over because he was going to come through, and he just was like, "No, I can't. I, I can't. I can't do this." And he just started riding around that, very slowly. That was Minneapolis. That was Minneapolis. Yeah. He skipped the whoop section, and then all of a sudden, uh, got on it and started riding great. Right. Yeah, it was almost like he was like, "No, I can't. I can't. Yeah, like, yeah. I can't cross that threshold." And then had um, he and had he came up one short, one position short of making the triple crown, and I don't know what they would have done if he had gotten the triple crown because he skipped an entire section of whoops. <laughs> so I don't know how that would have happened. But uh, Weege, any word on Tomita? What happened? Do you know? He, he, no, I even know. What? Yeah. Well, he qualified, he, but then never raced either moto or oh. crashed crashed early in moto one, maybe. But. Uh, that reminds me, I was listening to your podcast with Adam Wheeler and Zacco on the GPs. And then when you both started running down the list of Honda injuries on both sides of the pond. Yes. 
is practically like inevitable. Like, Tamita, you're next. <laughs> it, it is really crazy, right? Like, and then the fill in Waters gets hurt. Bogers has Boger, never raced. And the fill-in got hurt before he raced, right? I, I don't know. I think Didn't so. Waters get hurt in practice for the race he was oh, filling in for yeah, the guy? Oh, I think so. Yeah, the collarbone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, all right, anything else? Uh, Chris Canning, thank you for my Pulp Mix Fantasy points. New England's own, Connecticut own. Oh, one of our stars at the uh, Racer X main event last fall. Oh, well, thank you, Chris Canning. Um, okay. Weech, how are you feeling about uh, Robbie Marshall next weekend? <laughs> nothing nothing like it what oh how you feeling how you feeling about robbie marshall next weekend oh jt just for you <laughs> just for you <laughs> we started a new program on the nbc sports gold practice show we'll be profiling privateers and telling you their story started with uh a guy who sent a letter to mathis which inspired us to do Privateer Profile on uh, Racer X. And then our producer, Chris Bond, saw that and like, hey, that's a cool story. We should do a thing on him. And they're like, who do you, should we pick for Southwick? And I'm like, oh, I got the guy for you. If you want to have a profile on a Privateer to put in our practice show, it has to be Robbie Marshall. Let's build this up. He's a guy you can count on. Robbie Marshall at Southwick. It goes together like peanut butter and jelly. And I know you cannot disagree with that, JT. Fantastic. I can't wait. I'll be I'll be tuned in. <laughs> <laughs> cost co- cost you why get advice JT cost you a cost you money, right? Yeah, 2 years in a row. <laughs> cost you actual real live dollars from why get. Yep. Well, yep. 2 years ago, 2 years ago he yep. said uh yeah, I wouldn't do it. Uh he hasn't been riding at all. He works a full-time job. Not not a good situation. He uh, he, and he was on a 252 stroke. Yep, gets the most points you can possibly score. Last year? No, he's good this year. He's been putting in the time. He's ready. He said he's 100% better than last year. Uh, yeah, terrible day. Just horrific <laughs> afternoon in the stand. Yep. That's why against fantasy advice, everybody. Who needs enemies with friends like these? Yep. The mistake I apparently make is don't actually go to the rider themselves to figure out how they're going to do. Because <laughs> it was fantastically inaccurate to actually ask him. Yeah, he was going to do terrible the one year. Did he good? He told me he was going to do great the next year. He did terrible. Uh, so, what do you think? Third time's a charm, JT. He is racing Southwick. Will you roll the dice? I'm Robbie Marshall. Will you finally do it? It doesn't matter. Whatever I do will be wrong. If I pick him, he <laughs> last, will. Last he year, pay me. He should pay me to not pick him. Is what should happen. Last year, I had 699 points at Southwick. That's how much I scored. It was phenomenal. With going with four guys I'd never heard of in my life. It was fantastic. Yeah, uh, 699 <laughs> points. Um, okay. Uh, Man, Southwick? I never thought about Southwick and Fantasy. Wow. That is a dream combo. Well, especially Southwick when, and... Uh, especially when you have guys who qualify and get fourth gate pick out of the unseated practice. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and you have no idea how fast they really are. They, they, they posted a time that was unbelievable. But you're like, maybe he really is good at the set, or maybe he just had a smooth track. I don't know. So it really adds to it. It really does. Wow. So, um, all right. Uh, how were scores in the uh, 250 class here at Muddy Creek? How, how did that work out for all the fantasy players out there? Uh, they were no, pretty low. Yeah, pretty low. <laughs> so it, it didn't really didn't really work out. But um, 
You know who were, pick- were many people picking McElrath for the win and I actually horrendous pick- McElrath Sexton podium. Were, I actually were people, uh, was that what people were thinking coming in. I picked McElrath at a minus one. So huh. and, and I couldn't pick Ferrandis, and I did pick Sexton as well, but their their oh, okay. their numbers were low, so they didn't score a ton of points, but they did they did good. So yeah, um, but I'm just saying like Troll Train. I don't know if you know this, but Troll Train crashed on both motos. Oh yeah, so that wasn't good. I'm aware. And uh, uh, Jmar did not uh, do well, and Plessinger did not do well. It's kind of a crazy day. So is Hayes doing the rest of them? Do we know? Is is Matthew? No, I don't think he's doing all of them. He's okay. only doing a few, I think. I don't know. Okay. So Cooper yeah. Webb comes back. What's his moto scores, JT? No, I think he's Redbud. Yeah, well, I think he's not so Redbud. Well, why don't they just t- yeah. take a rate of Southwick? Uh, they weren't even. Muddy. They only did Muddy Creek because basically you asked. I think. <laughs> I was putting heat on them. I was putting heat <laughs> yeah. on them. It's his home race, yeah. bro. His family. His family probably couldn't believe. He was a factory. They probably stole everything under the tent afterwards. You know, they just couldn't believe it. So, uh, I asked Jimmy Perry if he had gone one-one I, I, before the race. I'm like, if A Ray goes one-one, do you give him another race? And he said no because he'll party all week and he won't be ready for Southwick. Oh. And then, without consulting with A Ray, without telling A Ray this, I said, if you go one-one, do you think they keep you on the team? And he said, no because I'll party all week and I won't be ready for Southwick. <laughs> um. Well, that's the whole Phil thing. J-Bone said they were going to keep him. He just had to go 1-1. He had to win a national. By the way, our buddy Phil washes the back end out in the turn, and he has electric start, and it still takes him forever to get going. <laughs> like, did you guys notice that, JT? Did you yeah, see? I was wondering what the hell he was I doing. Did. Right? I did. <laughs> you, you have electric start, Phil. And he's like, like he couldn't start it or didn't start. I don't, he was grabbing the throttle. I don't know, but that's, that's such a Phil thing. <laughs> So um, we need to isolate that clip and send it to him and be like, what are you doing, Phil? Actually, G- why, can't, why don't you do the same thing you did for uh, uh, the JGR guy who fell over the banners? Uh, um, uh, what, yeah, I got to see uh, if I can get that clip. Um, the first turn crash was readily available. Yeah, I don't know if anyone saw that. Go to JGR's uh, Instagram. We did regram it with Racer X, but I did an entire what, what, What's his name? Mitch, what's his name? Mitchell Key, Mitchell, Mitchell. one of their engine builders. I cannot remember his name. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Yeah. It was fantastic. So, dude, get that clip and ice and be like, you know, call it the action and be like, oh, it's okay. He's got electric start. He's fine. And then pause <laughs> and go. He's still fine, folks. He's got electric start. <laughs> so I just can't get over the. They went from the Supercross champion to this. I, I saw. Chris Laredo, the mechanic that had just won the Supercross title, you know, four or five weeks earlier at High Point. I'm like, Phil's the one giving a ride back to the pits now. Yeah. I went from that to that. Uh, I texted uh, Lars at Honda about Tomita, and I said, what happened to Tomita? He goes, I'm in Mammoth jetting a CRF-150, dude. I'm not sure. <laughs> so there's my source at Honda, not knowing what happened to Tomita. I, I assume he crashed. Um, okay, word of the day, Rumpelstiltskin. Why, Gant, good job. You almost forgot. But we got it in. Yeah, you blew it. I don't know if this is still a competition for me to not do it, but you you asked if I got it in, and that reminded me. Oh, I've got one segment left. I got four minutes to get this in. <laughs> I th- I thought I missed it. I'm like, wait, did I uh, miss it? Yep. Okay, so good job, Rumpelstiltskin. Um, JT, you got any ideas? Uh, I was gonna go Larry Loop out. Larry Larry Loop out. Uh, what about cuddles? Could you get the name? How could you get the word cuddles in there? Ooh. 
pretty easily. I guess. Anytime anybody's battling, you say they're cuddles. They're cuddling. Cuddles. Cuddles up next to them. Yeah, okay, I guess. Um, what about Floby? <laughs> I like that. Floby. I don't know where my mind comes up with these things, but I just wrote that down about five minutes ago. I like it. Sounds like a winner. Okay. Flow B it is for uh, for Southwick. So, fantastic. Mm-hmm. All right. Anything else, boys? I think we covered it. All right. 450, 250 wrap-up from uh, Muddy Creek. This week is the WIC. Uh, Fly Racing, Racer X podcast. Uh, thanks to you people for listening and downloading. Subscribe to Racer X uh, magazine, please. I've got a feature in the new one. It's it's probably one of the best features I've ever written in my life. So please check that out. Um, and uh, we would really is Marty mentioned in that feature. Marty is actually not mentioned in that feature. What? He's not. No, I didn't. I just. What about Troll? Oh, Troll's all over it. Troll's got quotes. He's got everything. Oh, yeah. Wait, you wrote a feature. I'm going to give it away. You wrote a feature about age in the 250 class. Well, I get it. it's about doing well. And being older. Oh, God. What a shock. It's about the Nationals itself in particular. <laughs> and so it's about the Nationals, which Marty has only done a complete season uh, in the 250 class one time in 12 years. Okay, so just for the record, he's only done one complete season in 12 years. And so, and, and he's never, and he's got, I think, does he have a podium at Washougal or maybe a fourth? That might be his best in 250 class outdoors. I just okay. can't believe there was a story about age in the 250 class, and I was like, oh, my God, this is a sign to Mathis. No, it's going to be no. a Marty and Troll it nonstop, was, but it was no. Out, it was outdoors this season how, uh, how Zach Osborne and Amart and J-Mart are older, and they're all beating the kids, and it's immediately out of date now. Yeah, how's that going? Right, right, exactly. Apparently, when you're older, you crash a lot like Amart, or you get hurt like the other two guys, or, or whatever. So <laughs> didn't quite work out the way I wanted to. All right, everybody, uh, JT, Jason Thomas, uh, Jason Wygant, uh, thank you for doing the Muddy Creek Wrap-Up, flyracing.com. Please check them out. Thanks, boys. See you. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Storbeck is that he never said sorry. Because Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunis. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And, and Magoo was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right. And right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't have been, you know, yeah. if, if it hadn't have been there. The Hurricane Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike I think he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. Absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Holland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you 
crazy is right. they're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home, and once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take their money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like beating a dead horse, you know, and I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Pro Circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled pit and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. It's been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny O'Mara. Stuff that you could you sit there if you didn't even want to ride it, you just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in. I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts. As the days and the months and the years.